Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 1024 Podcast. We have the original trio back for the first time here in a little bit. John's uh, back, baby. He's back. I'm back, baby. Yeah, had to get through the holidays, get through some stuff, bring on some special guests, but uh, I'm back. Like I never left. How you, How been, you buddy? boys doing? You been good? I've been good. Staying busy, man. Staying busy. Just feeding animals, doing programs, uh, eating food, you know, the usual. I hear you, baby. So what did you do for uh what'd you do for Christmas? Tell us for your Christmas. Oh man, for Christmas I was uh I was back home in Gainesville, celebrated with the family, got to see the uh, the siblings and the parents, had a good time, and then we were uh back up here in South Carolina on the twenty sixth to do uh Christmas with my wife's side of the family had a good time. All the uh, the nieces and the nephew got uh, all their gifts, and it's always a blast seeing them play with everything and hang out. Shoot, yeah, that's awesome, man. Look, the boys are back. Look, this the is boys a good. Are back. Okay, They're and literally back. Yeah, and just for everybody's uh, uh, knowledge, okay, we have a new setup now. Me and uh, me and Rusty here. We have upgraded. Yes, we have upgraded. All right, we we both now are on separate microphones, so hopefully this audio sounds a lot better than what it has been hopefully we got some good mics yeah yeah we, we have some good mics we let me just tell you we got a new interface we got a bunch of cords everywhere yes uh we look pretty cool yeah it took them time to get to my level it's cool yeah, yeah we don't yes. we didn't get snake handlers the snake handlers they're uh smooth talkers and they get <laughs> the good gear pretty quick so. yeah <laughs> yeah we we're playing catch up but let me just tell you okay the the lord has tested us um with being able to put this together because rusty and i have already had to make uh some couple uh, last minute missions. Um, yeah, we could barely read, let alone do audio computer stuff. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. This is, this we we are not the educated people that uh, that people think we are. Okay, we we are just a bunch of knuckle draggers, and like Rusty says, it's, it's a good day if we're able to read. We did some fun stuff. We set up an appointment for like an hour long drive. Somebody off of basically Craigslist. Yeah. We try to buy some gear, yeah. and then we decided, you know what? Why don't we just buy a USB cable and try save to us a lot stuff. of money? And it just worked. So. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it sounds good. Hopefully, hopefully this will this will end the last of our heartache of our uh, audio and technical issues. Hopefully, it does. This is. I mean, we literally don't know how to do anything else. So hopefully, yes, this will work. So. Yes. If this is not working, we're just all going to cry. Uh, if, this, if this doesn't work, God doesn't want us to podcast. That's all I can. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. could, it could just be John. Every time John's on, yes, trouble. John. John is the curse of the ten twenty four podcast. Snake handler, the snake handler himself. So, John, uh, since we've last uh, uh, convened, you have potentially a new a new career path. So, uh, what? Yeah, tell us about that a little bit. I mean, yeah, not not. I wouldn't say new career path. I would just say like new opportunity. And it's not even like a job thing. It's just a ministry thing. Um, so it'll, it'll compliment. I'm not, not stopping what I'm doing with the animals. I don't, I don't think I could ever stop that. So, um, but I, I got approached by some, um, some of the pastors at our church, uh, about possibly, um, going through some steps and being ordained as a minister. All right. A lot of volunteers doing a lot of volunteer stuff. So you're going to be like a, um, a, a bit, Pentecostal preacher and you bring the snake to church and, and do that thing yeah exactly two for yeah. one yes no not not quite like that no. <laughs> why not i don't understand why not man because uh, we're baptists <laughs> hey i say i think it's awesome man i think it's it's pretty cool that i mean everybody when you look at your life you know you, you try to do something that pleases the lord or in, in that path you know you, you think to yourself like i want to do something in ministry and and i mean that's that's it you're doing it now you know what i mean you, you've literally found a job where you yeah. can you could go out there and minister to people, but also still have time. You know, you get a lot of time off during the week that you could do your snake stuff. 
Yeah, and yeah. two, it validates our, uh, our 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 podcast too. Look, we have an or- we're going to have an ordained minister on the podcast. Yeah, okay? try us. Now. Like it's not as just a bunch of rednecks sitting around a room. Process. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be we'll be backed by the Holy Spirit, baby. Yeah, look, it, we're not just rednecks in a room anymore. We are professional. We have an ordained minister. He's educated. He's back, baby. Look, the boys Man, are back <laughs> on the podcast. Man, so in that new career that you, that you might possibly be starting. Have you thought about the potential problems that may arise with doing that? Have you ever like looked into that? Like the issues that come with being an ordained minister, like people calling you at all hours of the night with their problems and things like that. You, you think you're prepared to handle all that? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not something that like I'm going to do, you know, I'm not going to get ordained or go into ministry in that regard and then immediately just like, take off and, and drop what I'm doing with the animals or anything. Cause that's certainly not what I'm going to do. Cause that's, that's where I feel called. And that's where I feel like I'm going to like bring the money in to support my family and support like our life and everything. But as far as the ministry stuff goes and the ordination and all that, it's like, that's going to complement um, my life and like my wife's life and allow us to, to serve better and be better equipped to, to serve in ministry in all aspects of our life. So whether that's, um, doing stuff with the animals and, and talking to kids at their birthday parties and, and presenting the gospel to them in that regard or, or you know, whatever it, whatever it looks like, like they'll complement each other. As far as the problems go, I mean, I, I got plenty of problems already, so what's a couple more, right? Like, <laughs> I hear you, What's baby. a couple I more issues you. coming up? Look, it's, it's always awesome, me, baby. It's always awesome to, to be able to help people, you know, like people come to you, you know, struggling with stuff and just being able to just be that avenue for people, you know, and especially you being a people person. I mean, it's just an awesome opportunity for you. you yeah, know, but yeah, a lot of people yeah, don't think of that, though. When they when they get into ministry, they just think, oh, I'm just going to just deliver a fire message on Sunday and then I'm done. But they don't realize that, you know, throughout the week, you got people say, hey, oh, Pastor, yeah. uh, you know, this is going on in my life. What do you think? What, what should I do? And, and they're always kind of looking at you for that leadership yeah. in the spiritual yeah. way. So. But it's nothing new for you. I mean, even as, even right now, you're you're pretty much acting in the youth minister's role right now at your, yeah. at your church yeah. right aren't you yeah 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 i mean john so and it'll i be, yeah go ahead sorry i was just gonna say it'll be a similar set of responsibilities like it's not like i'm gonna go on and be put on staff or anything but it's just to to kind of validate for the work that i do with the youth and just kind of be um, an extra point of contact for members of the church so that not everything is having to be filtered through the senior and the associate pastor they'll just kind of have me as an extra resource which will be cool yeah that'll be cool and i mean you and i have been you know been doing you know youth ministry stuff since you know we pretty much got since out of got high out school of yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's been between the internships and stuff i mean it's it's just kind of you know it's just kind of what you were what you were bred to do there mr people person john yeah, yeah it's been good yeah, man. man so anyways we wanted to uh, uh just uh talk about some uh, life updates that you know the, the boys back on the podcast you know uh uh rusty's kids have been, uh have have taken to me okay i am basically the uncle all right, the the estranged uncle. uncle okay, so the funkle, yes, fun uncle. Yes, I am the fun uncle around here. So it's funny because uh, the, uh, Rusty's youngest the other day, right? It was Wes, right, or was it Luke? Uh, what story are you gonna tell? They do a lot uh, of things. You so. don't even remember your yeah, nephews, bro. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, so, anyways, I'm gonna say it was Luke though. They had he was sitting over here uh, playing his game over. Oh there. yeah, it was Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, Rusty and I, uh, can I say brother a lot? Just Wait, to, it's a fireman thing, so we go brother. Yeah, just yeah. as a as a funny thing or whatever. And now, uh, and I probably say it more than than Rusty does. So 
Luke was over here playing his game, shouting at the people like through his headset, like brother, 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 we have to do this. And like, brother, they're attacking. I Help me out, brother. I have never been prouder as an uncle. <laughs> yeah. I have never been prouder. My wife was cracking up. She thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is going on? You guys are wearing off on these kids, rubbing off on them. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, that's I, not the worst thing. The worst thing that I have to say that has happened to my household since Gaddis has been introduced. My son <laughs> has entered the dark side, and he is now a Georgia Bulldogs fan, complete with a jersey, and he's got many football helmets and trading cards. As opposed to being a what fan? An Oklahoma what, what Sooner, a, yeah. a God's country loving <laughs> Oklahoma Sooner. Look, we're just happy that last night, all right, so that we're recording this on Tuesday after the national championship, so okay, so dogs won, they're national champions a now. Blowout a blowout, a massacre. The Texas Christian Listen, University. It's not. It's it's not often that I believe in bullying Christians, but last night was one of the few times. I did not it like it at awesome. all. I was so upset. I was like, Luke's like, why are you going? Why aren't you going for Georgia? We live in Georgia, and I said because this is God's team, Texas Christian University. And I'm going for God <laughs> before Look, anything else. And Rusty's favorite player of all time, Stetson Bennett. It was a good send. It was a Me good and Stetson send. Don't get along. Uh, I don't like. I'm not saying I don't like him because I don't know him, but. Yes, he is. Don't let him. I think him. I wouldn't like him if I knew him. Let's put it that way. Why do you think you wouldn't get along with? Stetson? I just don't. Li- I don't like his attitude. I don't like it. I don't. What attitude? I, I just don't like a prideful attitude. I like people that are humble. You know, I love the. Uh, did you? Did you like? Like? Do you like Baker Mayfield? I do like Baker Mayfield. Oh, there it is. The but, most prideful but, person on the face of the planet. But he is known. He is known for that. That's that's just. Uh, I think it's just the character he puts on. I think he's a pretty cool guy off camera and stuff. But I've watched interviews of Baker. Uh, not Baker. With Stetson Bennett, and uh, I mean, there's no one around to impress for the cameras, and like no no joke to put on or nothing, and, and he's just I, I still like the way he comes off, but I don't know, maybe he'll listen to this podcast and invite me over, and uh, yeah, look, Stetson Bennett, maybe if you're listening, be pretty cool. Yeah, if you're listening to the 1024 podcast, just hit us up. Like, you know, we have now that with our new setup, we have an ability to have a, a another person on here, so we're good to go now. But I man. will roast you, Stetson, if you come on here, and I will not accept merchandise from you like ever right. since the stetson did the little phone call sign after the tennessee game because they were calling him uh much and he threw up the little phone call sign after he scored a touchdown uh rusty has been off the stetson bennett train he has just been absolutely off the stetson bennett train because you know it just all the the smirks he does it, it, it tears me up i laugh every time as we're sitting in the station watching the game rusty just gets so tore up every time stetson does something good Rusty's like oh man he just needs to get you know hitting him out look oh, i just need to sack Ru- him right Rusty's now he's just mad they had they had Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, and Kyler Murray, and couldn't win a national championship. Yeah, that's mm. exactly right. He's just like he's just a little. We won a Heisman, though. No, we won a Heisman. Even, did you win the Cheese It Bowl? Did you win the Cheese It Bowl? We lost the Cheese It Bowl too. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Again, it's been a bad. Let's talk about that. It's been a bad year. John's Florida State Seminoles. Mm. So, on, tell us won a little bit other about other Cheese It Bowl. Let's go. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Tell us. <laughs> tell us a little bit about the future of the Florida State Seminoles. Hey, so Jordan uh, tracks out there, hot win. Jordan Travis is coming back for his sixth season. He's pulling a Stetson Bennett. Um, he's coming back. He's a Heisman favorite for next year. We are in the we're in the AP ranked for the way too early rankings. We're number four for next season, so that's pretty cool. Jared Verse is coming back. Fabian Lovett's coming back. Uh, we got Jakeem Bell, the transfer out of uh, South Carolina. We got a uh, uh, what's his face Cypress, the corner out of uh, somewhere in the Pac-12, I think. So we're bringing in transfers, man. Mike Norvell. Um, he, he's, he's the real deal at the at coach. And, uh, I'll say this, Micah Pittman, Micah Pittman, number four for, uh, for Florida state. He's a wide receiver. Every week after a game, he posts to his YouTube channel, a vlog recapping, like how things went down and stuff. Yeah. And he's, 
he's a real good Christian boy. Like he he talks about like just his influence and his ability to like uh, share God and like the love of Christ with his teammates and stuff. So uh, he's super cool. But I got an aunt, and uh, she far- firmly believes that the more Christians you have on a team, the the higher your chance of success is in the world of college football. So I think Micah Pittman is going to pave the way uh, with a little um, you know good old fashioned. Uh, gospel presentation for the the Florida State Seminoles we're going to have a bunch of uh, um, redeemed uh, football players next season. Nice. So. There you go. There you I, go. That's what one thing I liked uh we watched was it Georgia and LSU? Uh mm. I watched an LSU game this year, just one. No, it was probably against them in Alabama when they beat Alabama. Maybe it was right? Alabama, yeah. And afterwards the the quarterback got down on his knees and started praying and then he got up and they were interviewing him and he was like I just thank thank God for the success and all this stuff. I love that. I loved it. I was like I hope they win it all. So yeah. even over even over Oklahoma, I just I just love that when people have character and they don't change who they are when they get in front of a camera or around other people, you know. Yeah. They don't call themselves the mailman. I just love that. Like, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, it's I mean it's it is always cool to see other Christians being able to get up there, especially on a, as big a stage as that, you know, just proclaim the glory of yeah. the glory of the Lord. Because I mean, you know, I mean, as we've talked about on this podcast before, it's not, you know, it's not easy just to do it in the, in, you know, in the boardroom, in the home room, like even in, at your house, like, you know, right. it's not always the easiest to, you know, say, Hey, I, you know, it was none of my power. It's the, it's the Lord's power, like in everything yeah. you do. So, I mean, it's always cool to see somebody Especially on that stage when you get, yeah. when you get that big and, and the things you do are influenced by other people, basically how far you go in your career is influenced by other people, not really necessarily your actions. And they want you to be a certain way and you go the opposite of that. Yeah. You know, like look at Tebow, uh, I mean, he gets a lot of hate and stuff, but he's always been Tebow. He's always yeah. stuck to his guns of who he is. And yeah. uh, I think he just got – what was that just happened with him? He just got put in the uh, – He got inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, there you go. So that's a cool, proud moment for him, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it, you know, it's always – I mean, like we said, it's always cool to see Christians being able to, you know, go to high places because that puts us – you know, puts the name of the Lord in, in more people's ear, right? I mean, just from going – it gives them, places. you know, especially sure. entertainment. It gives them something to think about. People who aren't Christians and they, they see something in entertainment and they're like, "Why do you do that? Why do you make that hand gesture? Why is yeah. he bowing his head? What's going on?" Hey, I, I'm gonna get on my soapbox right quick. I'm gonna step up on my soapbox. Okay, I got go ahead, go ahead, John. He's stepping up. The the world the world of sports owes Tim Tebow an apology. Why is that? Um, well, because he was ridiculed and mocked and and shamed and essentially blacklisted out of the NFL for his beliefs. But then we saw the horrific injury to Mar Ham- to Demar Hamlin. Um, now that's the guy that praise, uh, got hit and that's the bill of safety. Arrest, right? yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Praise praise God, he's doing well. He's been discharged from the hospital. And yeah, expected definitely. to make a recovery. Prayer um, works, but it one hundred percent. It's uh, yeah, prayer work. Well, that's the thing is is in a moment of crisis, what did all of the uh, the players and coaches and, and staff members of the NFL do? When one of their own was was down and you know down and out, yeah, down on the they knees. immediately turned yeah. turned and prayed to a higher power, whether they believed in it or not. And you know, the same the same culture, the same organization that ridiculed Tim Tebow for his beliefs, all of a sudden was doing the same thing he did when uh, when they had nothing else to to believe in. Yeah, I man, it's and I just think, yeah, and it's awesome to see you know, like you said, a, a secular thing that's not necessarily you know. Christ-centered all the time. I mean, especially something like the NFL or you know a major sports organization of people getting down on their knees to pray because, like, like, like Rusty said, prayer works, man. Like, it's it's not something that we just do to you know just to say we're doing it because it's a box check to you know as a Christian just to you know get down on your knees and pray. I mean, it's literally your only lifeline to the Father. Like, I mean, it's literally the only way that you get to talk to Him. 
on a day-to-day basis. I mean, and if you, and you're kidding yourself, if you think that, you know, prayer doesn't work. I mean, we have, we've had so many stories, even, you know, even on the short time this podcast has been around, like from Priscilla and Tia last week. I mean, just, yeah. you know, being able to pray to the Lord to deliver you out of a, a, a bad situation. I mean, you know, it, obviously it, you know, the Lord has a plan. If it's his plan, he'll do it. But I mean, you know, he hears, you know, all the prayers that you, that you say, it's not just, you know, empty words that you're shooting out into the great beyond, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, for sure. it's something we have to do, you know, it's, it's like, like we said earlier, it's a spirit to discipline. It's a discipline to be it's able a, to do. It's a powerful weapon too. It's a weapon that we get as Christians that, that, I mean, helps you in every situation, you know, yeah. pray, Lord, give me strength. Lord, help me through this. Lord, you know, be there for me, be, be there for this person. You know, it's just, same thing we just watched happen. They prayed for healing over this man. And they all got together and they did it together and they prayed over him. And, and I prayed when I saw it on Facebook, I prayed for the guy and a lot of people I know at church prayed for him. And and then now it's easy after the fact to say, oh, you know, he just would have, he would have been fine either way. Oh, he's young. It's, yeah. easy to, it's easy to kind of write it off. But you know, when you mm-hmm. have a personal experience with prayer and what goes on, and something in your life that goes on and you pray and he comes through it and the more times that happens, the more times it's, it's a little harder to write off. You go, yeah, I prayed, God delivered, he came through, he protected us. This has to be, this has to be real. You know, there's a certain mm-hmm. point where it just seems impossible to not be God. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And then there's no, you know, there's no denying, you know, the Lord's existence. We have multiple, I mean, yeah. multiple testimonies of real life situations where, where we've prayed and just a, a miracle has happened. You know, we had yeah. a guy uh, basically close to dying he was he's on our softball team but he had covid and it was uh it was a little worse than the normal like so a lot of people get covid and they're like they, like when i had it i didn't feel anything really my wife's like we have covid you know like oh really we yeah. didn't really notice you know we yeah. had to stay home for two weeks but we were perfectly fine we just walked around our house doing whatever we wanted you know yeah but our our buddy on the other hand was not it was not the case he was in the hospital the whole time on a ventilator and and he almost died and we prayed as a church and and they're basically the way they're making it sound was like he's done for. He prayed as a church, and then that next Sunday he was there. Yeah, you know. And now he's playing softball. He's a pitcher of our softball yeah, team. And yeah, he does pretty good. He yeah. can run the bases and all that stuff. He's he's fine. Yeah, I'm coming off the building. I mean, um, it's just a testament to the to the Lord's power. Like I mean, it's, there's I mean, there's really no other way to put it except you know the Lord. Because I mean, it literally is you know talking about you know miracles with Priscilla. Like it's literally you know what I would define as a miracle is literally just you know something that you can't say is anything but God. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, here's a good we one. Can't, I, I don't you know. know if I've told this before. Have I told, have I told the story of my dog? No, 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 no. So I'll not, tell that now. It's going to yeah. sound crazy, but you know, this is a real life testimony and something has happened that, that really built my faith in God. Yeah. So my, I have a daughter, she's 10 years old now, but probably a couple of years ago. So she was like about eight. Um, she wanted a puppy so bad. And I was like, we ain't getting a puppy. And the same, same lady, Priscilla from a couple episodes back, she uh, had puppies at her house and my daughter would go over there and play with them and, and she'd cry. And uh, it was like a mixture, I think, between a pit bull and like a golden retriever. Okay, got you. It's like a dog. fuzzy pit bull, yeah. So she would uh, go over there and play with these puppies and just say, Dad, I want one. And Priscilla would say, take one because she didn't want all these puppies at her house, you know. Mm-hmm. I said, we ain't getting another dog. We already have a golden retriever. We're not getting any more. And uh, she would beg me and beg me and beg me. And I don't remember what happened. I, I think she did good in school or something. So my wife decided to Let's get her one. You know, yeah. it's free. Let's just get it. So we ended up getting this puppy, and she slept with this thing in her bed, and just I mean, she cherished it. You know. Yeah. And uh, at the time, we had one vehicle, 
my wife uh, was working and my kids were in school and I had to rush off to get my wife, you know, and the kids. Mm -hmm. And, it was, you know, I was in a hurry. I had the puppy outside letting him go potty. And uh, I go to uh, put the dog inside, close the door, lock the door. I get in my car, crank it up and, uh, you know, do like everyone does, go to back up, look behind me, nothing back there. So I started to go and I felt a giant, uh, kind of like I ran over a tree or something, you know? Yeah. Like just a big bump. Like, boom. Boom. Yeah. yeah. And I go, whoa. And I heard, started hearing, uh, screaming, like a squelching noise from the dog. Oh, like, just going, just you going wild. The dog. And I said, oh no. And I thought in my mind, because it felt like in the car, it felt like I was sitting on top of the dog with a tire. Yeah. And this is a baby and it's a little, little bitty puppy, you know, yeah. little bee thing. So I put it in drive to drive forward to get off the puppy. Yeah. And I ran it over again. Oh no. And, uh, <laughs> I got, I got out, I got out of the car and I go, oh man. Cause I looked at the dog and, and you know, my job as a firefighter, you see, you know, deaf and, and things like that. So you, you know what it looks like, you sure, know, the, yeah. the eyes just have a certain look and the dog's yeah. tongue was hanging out and the rib cage of the dog was squished in. Yeah. The puppy was literally ran over. Not a good situation. Not a good situation at all. And, you know, I'm, I freaked out. I just killed my, my daughter's puppy. Yeah. And so I scooped up this little puppy, scooped it up. And I thought to myself, what do I do? You know, I had to, I had to rush to get my wife and, and my kids, you know, uh, I couldn't miss the school bus and you're in a limited window. So all I could think to do was to take the dog and put him inside the door and, and just inside the house. And then I was going to tell my wife and then have her hold the kids while I went out back with the dog, you know, when we got home yeah. and, uh, something in that moment, you know, had just told me pray for your dog, you know? And so I remember I got down on my knees and, uh, I put my hands on the little puppy and, and he, he wasn't breathing or anything. He was, yeah. I mean, he's dead. And, uh, I remember I just started crying. I said, Lord, you can do anything. You, you're all powerful. You're all knowing father. You, you, you could do stuff that just doesn't make sense to us. And I know that's crazy. And I know it's just a puppy, but my daughter loves this puppy. She's going to be heartbroken. And I feel heartbroken because I did this to the dog. And father, if you could, could you just heal this dog? And I remember it's just a simple prayer like that, you know, but it was sincere. And, and I did say, father, help my unbelief because it's hard to believe that you could do something like this, but help yeah. my unbelief. And, uh, I remember nothing changed. You know, the dog was there and I was thinking, oh, well, I probably look like a crazy person to God right now. Yeah. Praying for a dead puppy. I get in the car, I leave, I get my wife, I get the kids, I tell her, I killed the dog, sorry. Uh, <laughs> and what did and what did Brittany say when she, she started talked? crying, of course, oh, and she's no. like she's like, No, you didn't. And I said, I didn't mean to, babe. And, and and she was crying and I was like, I'm so sorry. Keep the kids, don't tell Rowan yet. I'm gonna go in and get the puppy up, clean up the mess, go yeah. out back and bury her and do all this thing, you know. And uh and I remember when I pulled up to the door, I, I unlocked the door. As soon as I opened the door, the dog came running out, tail wagging, jumping around, just I'm talking full of energy. And I was looking at the dog, not a scratch on it, nothing wrong with the dog. Wow. And you can believe me if you want. It doesn't matter because I know, my wife knows, and all my kids know. Yeah. It, it, it happened. And that dog was- It was dead. Yeah. There's no, way, there's no way to describe it. It was dead. I wish I had a video, put it on YouTube. I would have got a million views because this is real. It, yeah. it, I prayed my heart out for this dog. And just for some reason, I don't know why- the Lord answered my prayer and yeah. the dog was healed. Because the Lord hears us. I mean, that's, yeah. The Lord that's a true us. story. I mean, yeah. it, it happened. And that, you imagine my faith after that. I was oh, like, oh, shoot, yeah. Man, God, you tell me to talk to someone at the grocery store, I'm going to say, excuse me, sir, you know about the Lord Jesus Christ? Yeah. Yes, sir. I mean, yeah. Prayer works. No, shoot, yeah. And I mean, yeah. and that, that goes into an, a, another thing, you know, 
like you said, held my unbelief is that, you know, I, I think Priscilla touched on it a little bit um, a couple of weeks ago was, you know, you know, I don't know if it, if it's true or not, but, you know, you said something to me, uh, you know, a while ago about, you know, we were just talking about, you know, the Lord working and seeing, you know, seeing what the Lord does in our daily lives and whatever. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the Lord chooses to work through people who just have amazing faith. Like, you know, if they, yeah. if somebody has amazing faith, like, like someone like Priscilla, like, I mean, not, you know, just yeah. being in the same room with her, like I, you know, yeah. that woman exudes the Holy spirit. Like, you know, that's I mean, all she just, lives for. And that's, and that's how we should all be. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. just with so many stories of her, like, having you know the holy spirit work through her like i mean you know just because she has you know i i don't know if it's true or not but you know it seems because you know just she, she has amazing faith, faith. everything she, in the bible is unlocked by faith everything yeah everything when peter started walking on water it was the faith and when yeah. he looked down and realized i'm walking on water this is impossible he started to sink yeah he lost his faith yeah jesus said faith like a mustard seed you can move mountains you know like things like that we take for granted you know but it's the faith that, yeah that allowed god says you believe i could do yeah. You know? Yeah. Just, just wait and see. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. and, and that's a, something that, you know, is a really, it, it encourages me because, you know, like, like just hearing Priscilla's story, I mean, you, you know, you yeah. told me a bunch of stories and whatever, but, you know, just hearing stories like that, you know, of, Hey, I, I, I believed and look what the Lord did. Like, I mean, you know, it's, it's none of my power. Like I just, you know, like you said, I just poured my heart out to the Lord and, yeah, you know, look what he did. Like you know, it's that's, all him. It was, trust me, there's nothing I could have done. There's oh nothing, yeah, no, yeah. no human could have done. No vet could have repaired that dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's uh, so was that Winston? So it was uh, Boomer. It was a dog named Boomer, okay. named after the Sooners. So that was another reason. You're like God, come on, it's my my yeah, Boomer. It's dog. the it's the Oklahoma Sooners. How's, there you go. How is Boomer doing now? Boomer's fine. So well, Boomer no longer lives here. So yeah. Boomer, I don't know if it's because he got ran over. Uh, he went a little crazy. <laughs> As he got older, <laughs> like, you know, he's trying to, he tried to bite my aunt, like all kinds of stuff had happened. And there was actually a family that, uh, that I believe it's the same dog. I don't know. We've had so many dogs over the years. Maybe it's just the environment he's living in. I don't know. So I think I believe it's the same dog, but there was a family that had taken, I think with a cop that trains dogs or something that took him yeah. in with a big open field where he could run and all these yeah. things. And yeah, be happy. Yeah. And just live his, live a good life. Yeah. My point in asking is because. Let me just tell you about Winston, okay? Winston is a little French bulldog, okay? How old is Winston now? Winston's not even, I think maybe a year old. Yeah, Winston's just a little puppy. and uh, He's an angel dog. Yeah, as as <laughs> as, uh, as much as a, a, a big, strong, burly fireman as, uh, as Rusty is, you should see him interact with this dog, okay? This is an angel dog, though. No, it's, it's not. It's not just a normal this dog. This dog runs around like he's on crack okay this dog he's I mean, full this, of energy yes yeah. yes this dog you know he's he's still a, of a puppy but this dog is literally they let me just tell you what they do after the, they take this dog out okay they have to wipe this dog's butt have you ever heard Bro, of any human being better not <laughs> i'm you, dead serious well, i just watched we it discovered happen. It. i just watched it happen as as we first when we first got the the dog i was like Brittany, i don't think this thing has cleaned itself She's like, what do you mean? I was like, look at the back of him. And as, as nasty as that sounds, it doesn't have a tail or anything. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but you can't get rid of all the stuff on him. She has to wipe the dog, which is terrible. Yeah. But he's an angel dog. So we. He wipes his dog's butt. 100%. My wife does. She's, she's got a stronger stomach than me. I told the story of your little demon chihuahua wiener dog. Um, that you have hey, growing up. Yeah, 
Yeah, Cooper. Yeah, you're one of those only people. lasted for about six months. <laughs> yeah, and he bit through my first pair of boots, You're John. one of those people, John, that were, you have the crazy dog, and people come to your house and like, no, he's just a puppy. He even never hurt no, you. And then like, see, he tries to kill people. We, yeah, that's, we that was had, the dog. We, we never had a dog at, at all growing up. Never did until one time. Until Cooper. My, my, yeah, for my birthday and my brother's birthday, we got a dog to share. And uh, my parents didn't let us pick the dog. We went to like the Humane Society and the Pound and a couple different places and like interacted with a bunch of different dogs. My brother and I each picked like the same dog. And then my dad vetoed that pick and picked Cooper. Um, Wait, and what? I never heard this part of the story. Why yeah, did why yeah. did you veto? What what did y'all agree on? We we agreed on like a, a full gr- like a, a full bred Australian Shepherd that was chilling in the Humane Society. That we were like, oh, it's so fluffy. It's gonna be so cool. We'll be like. You know, a decent sized dog, and my dad was Would've like, been the "Yeah, best family dog." He was like, "He was like, I'll have to bring it back in like three weeks to get shots." And I was like, "Dad, I'll bring it back here." And he's like, "No." And so he chose to get Cooper, and Cooper was fine up until we took her to get her nails trimmed, and she, uh, she bit the groomer, and so the, she had to go into a rabies quarantine for fourteen days, and so we had only had her like two weeks, and then she had to go spend two weeks at the vet in a quarantine, and then she came back and was psycho and tried to kill everybody except for me. And then rolls around. 14 year old angel child drew gaddis into this house <laughs> and this dog tries to maul me as soon as i walk <laughs> in this house i i kid you not like i said i had boots my, my first pair of boots that ever my grandmother bought me uh, and they were nice boots they were like thick like i mean i don't know if you, you I mean, y'all know about cowboy boots but like you know the part that rides up like he literally or, or she i guess bit through both things like i literally had like a hole i probably still have the boots somewhere that i could show y'all like, he's literally I, I was literally scared to death of this dog. And, and any time that, you know, I would spend the night at John's house, he would literally have to put the dog up before I was allowed to get off the bed. Because I guess the dog was, was I'm pretty sure was the dog was fat, right? I'm pretty sure she Cooper was, was fat. She was a little round. Yeah, so she couldn't make it out of the bed. So if I was on the bed, I was safe. But if I got it on the ground, it was like, it was massacre. It was That's time so for funny. war. Like Her I was, not being I, able to make it on the bed, that just had to do with her being short. She was a little, she was like a dachshund uh, Doberman Pinscher mix. She called a Min Pin. She was like, she yeah, was like well, 16 I call it, pounds of pure hatred. <laughs> yes, that, exactly. It's just it, I just call it hate. That's all the dog was. <laughs> it was just hate. It was awful. Well, did you ever run the dog over? Is that, is that why? No, I did. I, ne- I never ran the dog over. So I think it makes him mean because I always got pretty mean. So. <laughs> I can't imagine it helps. I can't imagine it helps, bro. No, I didn't like baths. I'll tell you that. No, I bet not. No, I was like, I was thinking about getting one of those muzzle things every time we give him a bath because he was, he loses his mind. Well, now just think, brother, you got a dog that you wipe its butt. You got two stray kittens outside. No, and- no, no. Three stray kittens and a stray kitten mama that my wife caters to, even though she's highly allergic, can't breathe. Uh, every night she's taking Claritin now, and I'm like, "What are you, <laughs> what are you doing? Stop feeding them!" But they bought, hey, you know, they got an, little. I've got an eight foot python that can get rid of one of those stray kittens. Just let me know. Uh, uh, you you think so? But I've come home to like snakes dead in my driveway, and like these things are, uh, they're wild, yeah, crazy. Look, John knows a little bit about uh, stray cats or uh, outside cats. We had a, he had a mama cat that I used to come over and take care of every time they would bro, go out. Bro, of town. Mama kitty's still kicking. Oh, mama kitty's still kicking. Good for yeah, her. Ma- Good mama for her. kitty's still hanging around. Wow, that's been a long time, huh? Yeah, it's been. Yeah. I mean, I, as far as I can remember, that's that, 
that cat that cat's been around i mean yeah dude, probably and every time that she uh, she would have a, a a litter of kittens i would beg my mother to have a cat my mom didn't uh like animal well my mom and dad i guess didn't really like animals when i was growing up um and so they would never let me have a, a pet it, uh, i tried a dog first and they wouldn't let me have a cat but i i I've realized that that was a blessing because I've realized now in my older years that I'm not really a cat person um, and cats don't really like me. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> they don't like you. No, no. And I don't, I don't really like them either. I just, I guess I don't know how to pet them correctly or something. Cause every time I touch a cat, it hisses at me. So yeah, it just, must be cats can tell your morals, dude. Yeah, I know. You know, so you're I'm just, yeah, you're I'm just not an Oklahoma Sooners fan. So. Now we all know. Yeah. Yeah. Get now a lizard, we know. Drew. Just get a lizard. No, I'm not going to get a lizard. That is not. the Judas of this podcast. We're going to start calling him Judas. There you go. Wow. All right. That's that's, that's uh, uh cats, that's, yeah, cats that's are the good. most kind things in the world and they now know about you. True. Well. Oh well. So, John, any new animals at your house? Yeah, man. So, uh let's see. What have I picked up recently? Um so oh, I didn't tell you this. Uh over Christmas, one of the one of the snakes got out got loose in the house. Oh, no. oh, how did Sarah Kate uh, respond to that little development? Sarah, Sarah Kate didn't come home for four days. I don't blame her. I wouldn't have either. Did it take that long <laughs> to find the snake? Wait, yeah, wait yeah. a second. Four what? days? Yeah, so no. we had that big cold snap, right? And it got down to nine or like 10 degrees or whatever here. And um, yeah, so I've converted half the garage. Like that's where I keep the animals. Um, and I keep a heater out there to keep their temps up and everything. So they're fine. Yes. Did I tell that story? Yeah. Did I've heard about your electrical cord nightmare. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let me just tell you, John Schmidt is a walking fire hazard. Hey, yeah, fire code doesn't exist in John's life. <laughs> no, it does hey, not. Getting, John has never heard of the word fire code before. My father-in-law is going to come <laughs> over and, and upgrade my fuse box and, and hang some new, uh, some new. You need a lot more than a dang hey, fuse no, box. Okay. So let me just tell you this people. All right. No, no, no. Before we go any further, this is the picture that I received from John Schmidt. He has literally got, I don't know, 32 yeah. extension cords. Yeah. <laughs> or, or 32 enclosures for these animals. I mean, obviously, you know, this man does, does a little bit with the kids, with the, with the animals. But he literally sends me the, a picture as literally he has extension cords coming from the outlet connected to, to power strips, connected to more uh, extension cords connected to more power strips connected to the top light of the the garage where you know the the outlet that you have yeah. in front of your uh, garage door with the light or whatever he mm -hmm. had connected to wires hanging from the ceiling all into these uh enclosures yeah and i told him look you ain't gonna have to worry about them keeping warm when you set your house on fire because It'd be very warm <laughs> it's gonna be very warm in that thing <laughs> Hey, I've but anyway, I've diversified ahead. a little bit. All right, now I run an extension cord from inside the kitchen out into the garage to help uh, help pull power from a different part of the house. That is that is not better. It, that is not better at all. It is. That better. is not good. Anyways, John's got four miles of extension cords in his house. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. You know, you have like a hundred something miles of uh, uh, organs inside your body. John has that on this side of his house and extension cords. <laughs> no, so it got down to like. 10 degrees or like single digits or whatever. So I moved all the animals inside into like travel bins because we're going to be gone in Georgia for a couple of days. And I was like, if it, if we do lose power, if it does get cold, like they'll be way better off here um, inside uh, than in the garage. And so we go to Georgia, everything's fine. We come back through Christmas, Sarah Kate's parents, and her side of the family, everything's great. Come back home, um, start putting some of the presents up, start like decompressing a little bit. And it's like midnight uh, the 26th going into the 27th 
and I have to turn the heater back on in the garage and let it like preheat the garage before I can move these animals from the spare bedroom where they're in their bins back into their enclosure right. because I'm not going to put them in a freezing cold garage. So while I'm waiting, we're just hanging out, whatever. So I go to start moving them back after about two hours. So it's like two in the morning. And um, I uh, start moving some of them. And I quickly realize that one of them is not in its enclosure. So I have a, um, like, and it's been in the, in the. What what kind of snake was this? I mean, it was just a ball python. I mean, it was like two and a half, three feet long. Like he was just, just Yeah, chilling. it's just, it's just, just three feet long. Yeah, three it's feet. just small. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's all it is. It wasn't a big deal. <laughs> no i don't yeah no no so go ahead talk, how did sarah kate react this so time? i didn't i didn't tell her that night because it was so late. that was wise no that was didn't <laughs> tell her yeah that was oh, wise no. so we uh i put the rest of everything up and then we went to bed um and i was like i'm just gonna find it tomorrow and, like she'll never know she'll never be the wiser it's all good and uh <laughs> i didn't find it that next those day. are famous last words so buddy. i called i called my boss and i was like hey randy I was like, you ever lost a snake before? And he was like, give me all this advice. And he was like, does Sarah Kate know? And I said, she is blissfully unaware. And she was outside the, the, the room I was in when I said that on the phone and heard it. So I hung up the phone and came out. And she was like, what am I blissfully unaware about? Oh, no. Oh, no. And now he was caught. Gang, gang, gang. Yeah. yeah. And so then <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to be bad. She was like, I'm already mad. Just tell me. Um, and so I told her, I, lost the snake in the house and she was uh, upset rightfully so and then left and uh, didn't come back for a couple of days until i found the snake. so i'm getting i'm getting the, the vibe that sarah kate is not gonna be part of your snake handling ministry no if i ran a snake handling ministry sarah kate would not be a not be a huge part of the, the handling she'd probably help me with the administration how does, she do, how does she do with the other animals she likes some of them um tortoise <laughs> that did not one. sound very uh very she, enthusiastic uh, no let me in all seriousness she she can appreciate like that that some of them have like intelligent design and like that there's a, a creator who, who gave them a purpose but she's not a huge fan of anything that's not not fuzzy and furry yeah so how did you find this snake john so i had to uh i turned on a heater and uh put all like the hide boxes and stuff from its enclosure into that spare bedroom because that I knew he was still in that room. Like he hadn't got out to the rest of the house. Um, so, so why didn't you just tear apart the room and I find the snake? Four times. And I no couldn't, way. I so where did the snake hiding. go? Dude, I, I have no idea where it went, but I tore that room apart four wow. separate times and couldn't find it. Um, so then I bought a bunch of disposable like glue board traps from the hardware store and placed them around all like the walls on the floor. And that way, if yeah. it was slithering around, I would be able to find it because at least like it would move a trap and I'd know like, all right, it was in this area. Um, so little did you know it was just hanging out above your bed? No, so it was, it never <laughs> left that room. It uh, the the day I found it, Sarah Kate finally came over to the house because we were getting ready to leave to go to Dollywood with some friends, and we were meeting him at our house. So she had to come over here. Um, it was pretty early in the morning, uh, or like pretty early to like be getting a start to like go to Dollywood or whatever. And I was like, let me go check that bedroom one more time before we head out. Um, and one of the glue traps was was moved. Um, and some of the drawers behind like a piece of furniture were pushed out and I was like, I bet he's back there. So I pulled the drawers out and sure enough, he was there and I found him. There he was. And there he was in all three foot of snake. He was, how do you lose a three foot snake, John? It's way easier than you think. That's wild. It's way easier. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> so John, did any prayer happen during this time? Oh, bunch of prayer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Prayer, whole bunch of prayer, whole bunch of faith. I mean, 
I had to make sure my cat didn't get in there to kill it. I had to make sure like, cause it's not just that these things like, like they're not pets for me at this point. Like some of them, like I, I can appreciate them. Like they're unique and they're, they're cool. And like, they've got personalities and like, I care for them, but they're not like, they're like a weird cousin to you, huh? Yeah. No, it's <laughs> like, John says business decision. Yeah, pretty much though. It was like a business expense. It's like, all right, like this snake is going to cost me like X amount of dollars to replace if I can't get it back. Um, How much you think it costs? I mean, not a whole bunch, but it was, it wasn't even just like the cost of replacing it. It was the opportunity cost of not having it to take to programs that what I is, had while it was gone. What is the total expense extension cords included? <laughs> extension cords all included. the animals. Yeah. What do you think we got here? In my, in my garage, okay. in just animals or in animals and enclosures and everything? Animal enclosures and extension cords. Um, I mean. About a quarter million dollars? What do you think? No, no. Three, four grand probably. Wow, but I didn't. I, I didn't. A lot of but I didn't. Snakes. I didn't invest all that like into the into the thing. Like I was given a lot of it, or I got like really good deals on some of it. But yeah, if I were to piece out everything out there, um, somewhere in that in that market. So basically, what I'm hearing is that we're gonna call you Reverend John Schmig, the Snake Preacher. That's basically what I'm I'm, I'm hearing now. Call me whatever you want to call me, man. John Irwin. <laughs> John, John Irwin. Irwin. Reverend no, what, John what, Aaron. what you're hearing is that if you or your kids are ever having a birthday party or a special event, contact Critter Keeper. Uh, John. There it is. John with Critter at gmail.com. Shameless plug. Yeah. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Critter Keeper. Yeah, yeah. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Critter Keeper. Here's what we need to know. <laughs> why 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 are you not like an exterminator or something? Why am I not? Yeah, John. Perfect job. Dude, yeah, so like, go I, catch a bat in the attic or something. So I applied actually and was in um John's caught a bat and he tries to keep all the guy. animals. Yeah, well, no, I was, I was, I had been interviewed by a pest control place to, uh, to come in and do their thing. But I don't want to be crawling around people's crawl spaces, and like, I'd be cool doing like wildlife removal. Like, if you've got a possum or a raccoon or a snake or something, like that'd be fine. Like, I, I, yeah. but I don't want to no. be dealing with roach infestations or like giant hornet's nest and stuff. Like, I value my life. I'll be a dealing bit with too much. none of it. Uh, yeah. So for me, it was like I don't. I could do part of it, but I don't want to deal with all the, the stinging things and like the, the gross roaches and everything like that. That's not for me. Yeah, no, I don't want to be dealing with any of it at all. No, thank you. I'm glad that you have and you enjoy it, but that's about it for me. But uh, <laughs> we just want to thank you for listening to uh, another episode of the 1024 podcast. Uh, hopefully next week uh, we'll be back as uh, business as usual, but we want to just do a little little quick catch up uh episode for us because yeah, we, uh, we had reverend yeah we had reverend john uh Irwin. john Irwin back with us so we That's wanted to, uh, to hear <laughs> to hear to hear about his life uh but we appreciate you listening to uh anybody got any closing thoughts before we go uh i got one nah, i just i got one final oh, question go. i got one final question jeez. Oh, all right if you could only wear one clothing brand for the rest of your life head to toe what would it be in- shoes included clothing brand okay yeah. well I have uh, what you don't know She's included. is uh, I have turned into a little bit of Carhartt snob. Uh, Carhartt snob. Uh, oh, he's yeah, wearing it now. Look that's at what it. I'm wearing it now. Okay, hey, that's a knockoff it. one. Carhartt spelled wrong in that shirt. No, it's not. No, you got a you got a knockoff version. You're lying. You, to me. You got you the know. wish.com oh, he's Carhartt. Yeah, yeah. No, I got the Walmart version. No, uh, I, it's uh, it's not that I necessarily use it for anything uh, for work because uh, I can't wear it at work, uh, which is what most people use Carhartt for. It's just uh, it's nice quality. It's good quality stuff, and uh, that'd probably be my choice. Does Carhartt make shoes? Wrangler, Wrangler, Wrangler. They don't make shoes. I'll be barefoot, I guess. But <laughs> barefoot in style. There you go. I'm sure they make something. I don't know. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. You never, had, never had any. 
Wrangler boots. That'd be cool though. Yeah. You just go with some moccasins. You just make some moccasins out. That's good barefoot. style. John, man, I'm, I'm probably going Arc'teryx. What in the world is that? That's Arct- kind of snakeskin clothing. It's brand. not snow, <laughs> dude. It's like it's like high quality performance outdoor gear. Like, um, shameless plug. Uh, yeah, we would like to book. thank our sponsor. <laughs> I can't even say that word. Arcarian. Arc-teryx. If you'd like to sponsor us, Arcteryx. 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 Go check it out. You know, okay. Drew. You yeah. remember that backpack I have that had like that skeleton of the dinosaur as the logo? Yeah, that's an Arcteryx bag. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, uh, so what I'm going to do is here's a promise to the listeners. But uh, next time uh, that you come in town or uh, next Christmas, uh, Rusty and I are going to get you a pair of snakeskin boots uh, hey, so that it. you can wear while you're preaching. Snakeskins. Yeah, so you'll look good. <laughs> well, yeah, we, uh, we just want to thank you for listening to another episode of the 1024 Podcast. You can find us on uh, YouTube and iTunes. Uh, we're working on uh, Spotify still. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, we won't have any more uh, audio issues. Hopefully, we've we've got our uh, audio issues behind us with this new setup. But uh, yeah. we want, just want to thank you for sticking with us, and we'll see y'all next week. Hey, thank catch you. Catch y'all next time.